0: your front door, your sanity. Welcome to the Success Story Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Clary. On this podcast, I have candid interviews with execs, celebrities, politicians, and other notable figures, all who have achieved success through both wins and losses to learn more about their life, their ideas, and their insights. I sit down with leaders and mentors and unpack their story to help pass those lessons on to others through both experiences and tactical strategy for business professionals, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. Without further ado, another episode of the Success Story Podcast. All right, thanks again for joining me. I am sitting down with Carson Roland Now, Carson, uh, you may have seen him on uh, Tweet, you may have seen him on I Am Frankie, and you will be seeing him on Sweet Magnolias, which is an upcoming Netflix series. Uh, Very excited to speak with Carson, obviously a long career in acting, um, but also just a very talented guy, a very talented individual. Um, He has a Bachelor of Science in Neuroscience from Florida Atlantic University. Uh, He is a talented musician. So if you check out his YouTube, which I just discovered, he's an incredible singer. Uh, I'm not sure if he songwrites, but we'll find out. Um, But uh, he does it all. So, you know, I'm I'm really just excited to, you know, learn your story, Carson understand uh how you built out who you are today you're still you're still relatively young in your career but you've done a lot um so thank you for sitting down i appreciate it
1: of course man happy to be here
0: yeah for sure no i i really am just impressed because uh you've not only built out an acting career um you're a smart guy too neuroscience i'm assuming is not an easy degree to get through um i don't think that anybody would ever say that so you you you've obviously you obviously have uh some career plan set out for you now um you're continuing to expand walk me through who you are your story how you came to be um everything let's start from uh, let's start from day one and go from there
1: yeah well of course so um well how i got involved in in the arts was all my parents they um my mom was uh fairly artistic but never really pursued it my dad is a a doctor. So um, arts were never in our family before them. Um, But my mom, when we were, uh, we being all the siblings were probably around four or five, uh, they put us in like musical theater. And so that's kind of what we did. Um, And I fell in love with it. I mean, from a young age, I just I love performing. And um, I have vivid memories of me being Six or seven, just on stage performing, and just me falling in love with it. And so I, I pursued that. And my brother, um, who's older than me, he's two years older than me, is also very, very talented, very artistic. Um, and so he was singing, and I was kind of following in his footsteps. And before long, we were we were booking these big musical theater productions. Um, by the time we were uh, eight or nine, and so we were doing uh, small tours around South Florida, performing, which was just amazing. And, um, and that lasted for for quite a number of years. And then and then i i was so i was homeschooled during that time because of uh being heavily involved in musical theater and then i decided to go to school and then i was doing a theater there also um sports and stuff like that but i really really enjoyed um performing and the yeah. Yeah, being on stage and um entertaining but that whole time i never really envisioned it as a um as a career option um it was just something i loved doing um and that you mentioned tweet, which I haven't thought of in so long. Um, but yeah, I, luckily one of my friends who I did a musical, a musical with, I mean, back when I was probably eight or nine or maybe younger mentioned my name to someone who's casting tweet. And, um, so I was, I auditioned, I booked a role and then a manager was on set one day. Um, and she's like, Hey, I would love to sign you. So then ever since that, I've been auditioning and, um, uh, that's when it really, my mind, uh, my mind really changed on how I could use entertaining to uh, be a career rather than just a form of expression and a form of pleasure. Um, and uh, while like through, throughout this though, I, like you said, I, I have um, a degree or I'm, I'm about to get my degree in neuroscience. I graduate in August, so not fully done yet. Well, but, well
0: congratulations uh, still. <laughs> it's still, it's still impressive. So don't, don't, don't shrug off a bachelor's in neuroscience. So, and this is, you know, you're doing this while you're, you're doing this. Degree while you're doing everything else.
1: Yes, exactly, and that's been probably the most difficult part about um, my—I mean, my whole life—the past four years. Um, and it's been—it's it, been such a blessing in order to balance the two, acting and in, um, in school, because uh, it's just been the timing has been perfect. Because whenever I'm on a hiatus from a show or not filming, I can always come back and do a semester in person or doing on, online. I've been online for the past four years, so that's just that's been an incredible blessing and. Even when I, when I started gaining relative success in acting and performing, I always thought like getting my degree was such, a, such an important thing to do and also like a very, very strong backup plan. Like, like I said before, my dad is a doctor and, um, and growing up, um, I said this before in a couple of interviews and it's just so fun because um, my dad did this thing called rounds. He would go to the, the hospital and... Mm-hmm. Um, he would uh, visit different patients and stuff like that, just check up on them. And he would bring his, his kids along. And so all the, the patients would ask me what I wanted to be when I grow up. And of course, like being with my dad, I would say a doctor. So um, I think that's still on the table. I, I, w- I would love to, um, I mean, if, if things don't work out, like I have a, a solid, solid plan B. So um, um, that's, that's, that's awesome. But balancing the two was, was really difficult because I, there's been, uh, see back in like 2017, I was in I was in L.A. I just I just finished um, the second season of or sorry, the first season of I'm Frankie. And then a week later after we wrapped, I come back to Florida and I'm studying biochemistry or studying organic chemistry. Yeah. And, um, so like that, that change was, was really crazy. But um doing It's is, is just such a blessing. It's been, uh, been so fortunate to keep both like my artistic side. Um, and my my intellectual side occupied at the same time which has been amazing.
0: That is some left brain right brain uh <laughs> shit right there. That's yeah. your... <laughs> Now, how do you or I guess my question is is there something in your in the way you've just been schooled, been raised, your parents that have allowed you to effectively manage so much so different uh while being successful at both you're graduating you're achieving some level of fame yeah i what's what do you think is your trick your secret that allows you to do both because for a lot of people doing one of those things is already incredibly difficult
1: yeah well i think and i was thinking about this and how this podcast is called success story and i'm honestly so honored to be on this a podcast just called this because i don't i look at myself and i don't really consider myself a success story yet but um yeah, I've been, in the
0: making and the making is yeah. also acceptable
1: <laughs> yeah, which is, i mean it's just so humbling to be on this. and I, w- I was thinking about this and just just the name of the podcast and um i really think the success doesn't come from me i, I really think it comes from my family and, and the culture my family has created i mean you look at um both grandparents on, on my my my, my, um, my dad's side and my mom's side my, my mom's side my my grandpa worked in construction I mean he worked a couple jobs just try to like put food on the table my grandma worked as well I mean just trying to raise the three kids and then my mom was the first one in their family to graduate college and then look at my dad side. like my dad my dad's dad my grandpa worked three jobs as well and while the mom was taking care of six six children I mean this the the success doesn't start with me I mean it starts with with my family and like how hard I mean I've worked hard to get where I am yes but my grandparents have worked infinitely harder than I have. And because of that hard work and because of the hard work of both my parents, my, my dad, um, was the first one to go to graduate school. He went to medical school and paid, paid his, uh, paid his undergrad, paid his medical school all himself. And because of his hard work and dedication, I was able to pursue the things I love to do. And that's the success here. The success isn't me. The success is the successes of my family and how they groomed this culture in my, in my personal family to, um, let us accomplish amazing things. I mean, you look at my, I have a twin sister who um, at the age of 14 moved to New York City to train to be a professional ballet dancer. And then right when she turned 18, she moved to LA. We actually moved to LA together to dance with, she danced with Los, Los Angeles Ballet while I was pursuing acting. And I have a, a little sister who's just the most incredible ballet dancer who is now in North Carolina training to be a ballet dancer. And she's just, she's won all sorts of competitions is getting global, uh, is being recognized globally for her, for her talent in ballet and I have my brother who is a collegiate baseball player and is now starting his own business. I mean, it's not just, it's not just me. It's, it's my family who has really created this. And, and I honestly, like you said, the secret, the secret is my family and we're in the, yeah, the culture they created and how they, they've really supported what I, um, what, what my interests are. And I know in the beginning, when I first started gaining success in, um, in acting, when I booked, um, the Nickelodeon show, I'm Frankie, my, um, My whole family, uh, grandparents, aunts and uncles included, when I was out in LA, they're like, Carson, when are you coming home, you need to study. Come on, get your degree. Like, what's going on? And my dad calls me and he goes, hey, look, I work 60 hours a week. And it's really tough on me. Emotionally, um, stressful. You know, it's just, it's it's physically too.
0: It's going to wear you down. Yeah.
1: Um, He's actually put himself in the hospital because he's been so stressed sometimes. Um, it's just a, it's a hard job. And um, he's done that for his kids. And he said, man, look, if you can make a living doing what you love to do, go for it. And so having that from a, from saying from like, he's, he's probably my favorite man in the world. I mean, just having him say that was just incredible and having him fully engage in what I love to do. I mean, that's, that's the success. And he's been able to um, groove me to like work my hardest. And I know it sounds cliche, but it's just that's that's what that's the success here.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good answer. And it's and I appreciate the answer a lot. Um, I think it's it's incredible that you're 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 understanding like with like all the contribution and just the, I like the word, the culture, the culture, of the family drives success, it drives performance. Now, when you start on a new path into a new um, a new venture, like I say venture, like acting, uh, singing, these are things that your family does not know. But yeah. you're still you're still killing it in these in these these initiatives. So what what steps do you take to understand? Like, how do you align yourself with the right people who know? Because you're still young in your career, um, you want to be successful. But in particular, when you're going into acting, it's not like you. Even if you're going to another industry outside of medicine, right? There's a lot of uh, defined paths that you can take, and yeah. you see so many issues. With people that could that get successful at a young age, especially in the arts. So, how do you make sure that that doesn't happen? That you align with the right people. That the people that you know are managing your career and whatnot. Obviously, your parents have an interest, but they don't know what they don't know. Yeah. So, so who do you find? Where do you go? How do you make sure that everything sort of lines up properly?
1: Yeah, of course. And um, so, like when I first moved to LA, um, I did have friends out there, and that were quality friends from from uh, the Nickelodeon show I did and. That's that's the most important thing, is finding people that um, are doing what you love to do or doing what you're aspiring to do and kind of emulate them. Um, so I had some friends that are really successful, and I just asked questions. And I was on I was on the phone figuring out, like, what to do before I even moved out to L.A. I had, had a list um, of people that I wanted to connect with. I sent several emails just to make sure, like, I was doing the right thing. Because it, I mean, like, sim- it's, it is a shot in the dark, essentially. I mean, you'd have to... Um, really set a path and i hate my the thing i hate most is just is the future and how ambiguous it can be i i love um knowing what is happening and so moving out to la and having kind of this thing that's just up in the air was was a real i mean it was was tough and um was a real struggle but um i was able to connect with really good people and that's the thing is having this support system um intact so if things do go wrong and you have this kind of um emotional um it's a
0: network it's like a, a strong network.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and there was a time in LA where I was, uh, I was sitting around for, I mean, I was auditioning, but things weren't going my way. I was in acting classes, you know, trying to make myself um, just kind of grew myself and um, learn my craft more and things weren't going my way. I mean, it was tough. I was just, uh, every audition was not, I heard nothing back. And um, for like for four or five months and it, it, was, it was tough. And I know you talk to any actor in Hollywood and they've, they've been through that. And it's, it, the rejection is, is really hard. And that's why a lot of people in Hollywood kind of go down the wrong path. And that's why it's so important, especially in Hollywood, to find those good friends. And uh, I, was, I was fortunately able to do that. And I've made some of the, my best friends just um, kind of growing, th- we we're, we're all go- we're going through like similar uh, situations yeah. at the same time and we can empathize with each other. And just uh, through that experience, yeah, we, I made some of my best friends
0: and and then when you and that's a very good lesson for quite literally anybody in in any industry or anything starting out like the network like just aligning with the right people learning emulating like these are all very good things um and it's it's good that you've learned them um i think that's very important yeah now as you grow your career is it is it strategic in a sense where you know you ventured into music now uh i you know, sweet, sweet Magnolias. I have no idea what that that's really about. I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably now watch it because we spoke. But I mean, like, was that a purposeful? Was that a purposeful move in a career for an actor to move into a type of show like that? Um, Was it just the next opportunity that came? Was the music something that you've always wanted to do? Or was that a purposeful move? Because that's part of like, you know, your persona, your brand? How do you make those decisions in your career when again, it's not defined? I'm curious yeah. like what, what you go through.
1: Of course. So what, what happened with music, I filmed a small Lifetime movie um, and the producers of that show also owned a, um, a record label. And so uh, their daughter was starring in the movie as well. So uh, I'd bring my guitar to set sometimes and we'd sing and mess around. And then a couple months later, they're like, hey, we want you to do a duet with our daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we sang this song and after they're like, hey, we love your voice. We love your sound. Do you want to sign to the record label? And that was just, that was amazing because I was in I was in school at the time in, in South Florida, and I had kind of nothing going on. The, uh, we just finished the season two of the Nickelodeon show. It was just it was really slow, and I was kind of gearing back towards okay, medical school is is, is the option. But I was able to find this um, <laughs> find this outlet to um, do something that I've always loved. Like I've I've been taking guitar lessons and piano lessons since I was seven years old, and um, I always have this fascination with music and with writing, and so. Um, I, I was huge into writing poetry and writing songs. And so finally I was giving this, I was giving this outlet to write something meaningful and personal and kind of give it to the world, which is just an amazing opportunity. Um, and then, so when it comes to the, the Netflix show, uh, I was in South Florida in school, I was taking organic chemistry to genetics. I mean, just like, you name it, like all of these, these tough classes I was drowning in schoolwork. Um, and i I booked this movie, um, this, this other lifetime movie. Um, so I was filming that and in school at the same time. So I was driving to Miami filming, driving back, taking an exam. It was, it was nuts. It was crazy. Yeah. So I was super busy, but I, I love staying busy. So, um, while I was on set, there was this guy there who said, Hey, like you need to tap into the Atlanta market. Cause I was in LA, I was in South Florida, that Miami market, but I haven't explored the Atlanta market and Atlanta, as you probably know, is just, is the hub of film right now. I mean, everything films there. Um, and I said, okay, like what, what do I do? And he just like, just, just send emails. So I, I go home that day. I send emails to five different agents, three respond. Um, and then I get on, a, I hop on a phone call three days later with one of the agents. It's like, okay, this agent seems, seems awesome. And that, and then literally a month later, I booked the Netflix series. So, um, I attribute that to just, you know, just getting out there and like that, that can be, um, into, a, into another theme, which is just like, you have to just put yourself out there. I mean, it's a shot in the dark essentially but if you don't try you never know I mean if I wouldn't have sent those emails like I wouldn't be here right now you know um and yes call it a stroke of luck call it whatever you want but um it it was it was an incredible turn of events because I was I was ready to just stay home stay in Florida and just go to school um but because of this I mean it it was just it was amazing and when I booked this uh actually the, the audition process is really funny because I uh I also, I really like politics and I was working in DC at the time. I, I have several interests. It's, it's, it's crazy. So I, I'm completely a uh, branched out. Call me a Renaissance man, if you will.
0: Um, no, but I want to, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you finish the story, but I want to just say two things before we keep moving on. Sorry. Right. I, I don't mean to interrupt, but this is a yeah. really good point. The first one is you mentioned where you just took action. Um, you sent an email out and you said, call it luck. It's, I want to highlight that when you do take that action, it's never luck. If you're sending out those emails, if you're doing whatever you're doing, and the reason why I keep trying to bring out and sort of, you'll notice like when I speak through some of the things, I, I try and just bring out the context so that it's applicable to more a wider audience than somebody who's trying to go into acting. Yeah. I, I like to bring out like those lessons, like those life lessons. Yeah. So when you know the theme here is you're taking action, uh, you're you're you you basically are putting yourself out there, and things are coming your way, and people look at the end result. People look at you know, three, well, I guess, I, I'm not sure if Tweet was considered a, a big production, but it's still like, it's still something under your credit. And then you have, you have I Am Frank, you have Sweet Magnolia. So now you have, now you're on Netflix. Like, so people look at you you're like, oh my God, he's so young. Like, how did he become so successful? It's not, it's not luck. It's just you keep doing and you keep, and you keep putting yourself and you keep taking actions. And then this is the end result of those actions. These are like, you know, the stars are aligning only because you're making, you're making the effort, you're putting in the work.
1: Definitely. And, like, and that's
0: the result. Totally um, that's, I, I just want to double down on that. Cause like, I think you don't give yourself enough credit because yeah. the amount of people that don't take action and expect results is too damn high. Yeah. So that's the one thing I just wanted to sort of uh, double click on, but yeah, sorry. Can continue. Oh, it was a good yeah, story.
1: You're, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're exactly right. Um, like, I mean, like I said, when I was, I was in LA for, for around a year and just, things were just, were just rough. I mean, it was so bad. And then I, I came home and kind of just reevaluated everything. And Talk to my family I was like, you know, I'm, go- I'm going back to school. I-, I can't do this anymore. And, and I just have, I have to give shout outs to like all my friends who didn't go back home and didn't do the thing I did and are staying out there and living their dream. Um, I did eventually go back out there because um, work brought me back out there, but um, I did. I mean, I-, I-, I essentially gave up if you will, but um, through just when I, when I was home, I kind of just mentally cleared my head and just realized like, no, that this is, this is my passion. And that's why I kind of started getting back out there again. And the results have been, been incredible just because of, yeah, like you said, just putting myself out there and not really caring about the consequences because uh, acting in life is just a game of rejection and um, everyone experiences it. And luckily I've been fortunate to have had more yeses or had several yeses in my, in my short career. Um, but I guarantee you down the road, there's going to be a lot more no's. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. But it's still about, it's still about, you know, it's about, it's a numbers game at the end of the day. Exactly. Um, you'll appreciate this. I was, I was, since you're into politics, I was speaking to uh, Anthony Scaramucci oh, yeah. and, and uh, and one of the, one of the, the life lessons, the insights that he gave over was, it was a baseball analogy, but the, the, the long story short is really just if you go up to bat, you know, a hundred times and say you, you hit five home runs or whatever, it's, you're still hitting five home runs, right? Mm-hmm. So that's much better than somebody going up to bat 10 times and hitting three home runs, even though they're batting average. You know what I mean? So, and he said it much more eloquently than me, and I'm not actually a huge baseball fan. So, but I just wanted to, <laughs> I'm more a ho- I'm Toronto, I'm hockey. So like, bear with me here. But like, but still, it's if it doesn't matter how many times you try, it matters the results. Really, that's, that's it at the end of the day. So if you sent out 2,000 emails and you got one Netflix series, and then somebody sent out 100 and maybe they got something that's a little bit less, I don't know um, spectacular, uh, as part of like their hundred emails they sent out, you still come out on top and, and in life you have unlimited chances to, to do, right. You have unlimited chances to put yourself out there to, you came back, you took a break, whatever you mentally reset, but you didn't quit. That's yeah, the thing. So yeah, you kept, you kept going. Um, but well, it, yeah,
1: baseball analogy, uh, not everything's our home runs too. Like sometimes you hit yeah. single, you know, Yeah. Um, like, especially in acting, like tweet was a single. You know, it, it put me. It put me on first base. Put me on the map. And then later on, like, okay, maybe it, you hit a double, and then a run scores. So yeah, it's all. It's things happen in, in incrementally. Um, it's not necessarily a home run, but um, like everything is is a it's a notch in your belt. Is is a credit on your uh, your resume, and that's what counts. I know I have a friend who's just she's the one of the most talented actresses I know, um, and she she's it's been rough. It's been hard for her. Um, she she can't book anything. Um, but what she did was like, you know, screw it. I'm going to, uh, work in production. So now Mm -hmm. she's writing scripts. Now she's, she's PAing on set. Now she's, uh, uh, helping lighting and stuff like that. And it's, it's, it's incredible because she, she loves the industry so much and she wants to stay connected. And I know like for her, the next thing is around the corner. You guys will all know her name in five years because she's just, she's so dedicated and works so hard. And that's, and that's, and that's incredible. You know, you just have to kind of take those baby steps, learn the, learn, uh, your passion inside and out from, front of the camera and behind the camera I and mean, whether whatever you do um so yeah
0: <laughs> no it's very good so so okay so you mentioned that's that's sort of how you got into music um it was like accidentally on purpose um yeah. but you just you know what <laughs> that's good now for for netflix for sweet magnolias i know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs for business owners because there's one thing that we all know Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more supplies, people shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Clary. Just go to Indeed.com slash Clary right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Clary. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Um, how, I don't know if you touched on that, but maybe just a little bit more about how that came uh, came to light, uh, how that opportunity came to light. You said you were emailing a whole bunch of people and this sort of opportunity presented itself. Um, how do you secure something like this? Because I'm pretty sure a Netflix show is like, is it, is it just an email? And then they say, yeah, we like you. We watched your, your demo reel. Um, and you know, we want you, we want you on, or is there more to it than that? Cause I think Netflix is where people are trying to go right now.
1: Yeah, it's, 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 it's way big. It's way harder than that. Um, so I sent an email to an agent and, um, several agents and, uh Couple responded, and then I ended up signing with uh, one of their one of the agents. And then, so uh, agents get get you auditions. So uh, now it's basically everything's kind of virtual. So you put yourself on tape, um, read a scene, and then send it to the casting director. And then they evaluate and see if you get a call back, etc. So I was um, the 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 audition process for Sweet Magnolias. I was I was working in in D.C. for a congressman, um, and so I got I got this this audition, um, and then. Uh, I, I, get home from, from work from working in the cat on Capitol Hill and, uh, set up my, my iPhone, have, a, um, call somebody at the same time. So they're reading the lines while, while recording. So, um, it's all over, like over FaceTime while recording. And I do the lines while using like a coat rack as an eyeline. And so I send that in. And then a couple days later, I, I hear, I hear that I got a callback. So, um, from DC, I fly to Atlanta and then I get through the callback and then, I got the role, but um, preparing for that that callback is is, is really uh, it's, it's really nerve wracking because you, you go into a room with um, five producers, directors, uh, writers, and you just gotta do the scene. And you walk in, you walk out. And uh, I can tell you right now, like I never prepared. I, I knew the I knew I was right for the role, um, and so I prepared so much for for that one one audition, uh, one callback, and. Going in there, um, I kind of like to look at auditioning as like handing someone a gift because like this is, this is my craft and no one is going to read that script or perform that role like I am because I'm unique. Um, So I created this, this gift, I handed it to them and I walked out Um, and luckily they resonated with it and um, I I booked the role and that was just, uh, it was an incredible experience and working with everyone on that show was just completely surreal because I'm working with um, these people that have been in the industry forever. I mean, you look at people like Heather Headley, who is a Tony winner and a Grammy winner, Joanna Garcia-Switcher, who has been on everything from Reba to uh, Pretty Little Liars, Gossip Girl. Like, um, it's just been working with these people and seeing the way they operate is, is how I become better as an individual and also better as an actor. Because watch, just watching them act, you get something, you just kind of, you learn through osmosis, essentially, when you're on mm-hmm. set. Whether it's um, asking questions to the director, the producers, the cinematographer, um, all of that um, attributes to gaining more knowledge and, and learning the craft better. I know um, our director, Norman, who's just one of the most brilliant individuals, um, we would we I would uh, he would give me a recommendation for a movie and I'd, I'd go home and I'd watch it and then I'd come back and we would discuss it. And that's that's how I learned probably more about cinema than I than I ever had in my whole entire life before that. Um, we, we we I would watch the movie we 'd come back and we'd, we would discuss and like discuss the themes, discuss the acting, discuss the cinematography, discuss different shots and and the symbolism between everything and learning what I learned there was so uh, consequential to developing i mean my act like uh, who I am as an actor and who i am as a, who i am as a person i mean movies are, are are like books they uh you can learn so much through them it's just it 's just uh in a different light and i 'm fascinated with with when when movies teach me something um, and I, I love that, like, for example, um, the, the movie uh, uh, Good Morning Vietnam is kind of like has influenced my uh, view on, on entertainment in general. I, I love how in that movie, um, Robin Williams is just is, is there. He's the entertainer and he's entertaining these people who are in the Vietnam War. And he doesn't realize what an influence he's having until he stops being that radio host. And that, that's my view on entertaining. Like, I want to be that, that form of escapism to someone. I want to someone going through that hard time to turn on the television and, or turn on the TV and see, um, see my face and, and get relief from that. I, I, I love that. And that's why um, I tried to not be controversial and tried to be kind of shooting straight because I want people to see me as that, that form of escapism like in Morning like Vietnam. Uh, in
0: that's a really, um, that's a really self-aware view. Uh, I, I appreciate that a lot. I've never really, when you say it, it makes a lot of sense, but I don't think I've ever heard it phrased that way from somebody who is in entertainment, like to, to understand, to understand, I guess, the, the influence that they have, because being self-aware is very important. Yeah. And to, to, to miss out on that, I think, is why a lot of people get into trouble uh, on online and 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 not just in entertainment anybody who has any sort of influence who just doesn't understand how people perceive them totally it's very you know, totally, it's a nice um, thing to yeah go ahead sorry yeah.
1: no you're good I, I totally agree with people who want to want to establish a platform and use their platform to um push policies or push ideas that they believe in i totally respect that but for me my my ideology and my vision for myself as a as a public figure and as an actor is I want, I want that to be that form of escapism. And that's what I've established as my ideology. And that's what I'm going to pursue.
0: See, that's, that's very noble. And I, and I really do hope that you, you carry that through because I think that, I think that for better or for worse, probably for worse, people either don't establish that and they don't understand that. If you're going to have that level of influence, you do have to have a brand and a brand is not a cheap thing. A brand is something that you embody in everything that you do. Mm-hmm. and and even like that's something that i've sort of even with this podcast i've i've tried to figure out and struggle with because i like speaking to so many different types of people and then that's why i sort of doubled down on these agnostic lessons because i want to tap into entrepreneurs i want to tap into uh the arts i want to tap into politicians and i want to take the insights from the gamut of things that I just find interesting and impressive, and people that have done stuff with their life, and like pull out those life lessons because that's how I learn.
1: Yeah.
0: I love. I like my background is in in sales and marketing and whatnot, but I like reading books. I like watching, you know, YouTube uh, vid. I love. I love you know podcasts, uh, Netflix. Like so many things you can learn out of that that are not just in line with what I've done in my career, mm-hmm. right? There's so many other things that you can pull out of a successful individual like that's that's really what I hope to achieve with this podcast so I've sort of also tried to do that but I, I appreciate that you've you've consciously thought through it and like everything you're putting out that's like who you are that's your persona it's very impressive I'm, I'm, that's very good
1: thank you so much and I, I hope you I hope uh, I can help you accomplish your goal with this podcast
0: <laughs> no you are you really are because I think that there's a lot of lessons that that uh as I sort of ask questions I just ask questions that I would want to understand, that's really it. And then I try and sort of be that, that um, I guess that context provider because I'm the layman in most circumstances. <laughs> and I don't, I, I understand to a point, like I, I understand enough where like I'm dangerous, but I don't understand all the way. So like I try, I try and try and bring out a couple extra things. Um, yeah. It's very good. So so that, that makes a lot of sense. Let's, um, let's understand where like, where do you think or, or for an actor or for yourself, what is the next step after being on a Netflix series? Where do you want to take a career? Where would it be smart for someone to take a career that wants to build a presence? Is this the point where people start coming to you and you no longer, no longer have to go out and find things? Is that, are you at that point yet or not?
1: I don't think so, no. Um, the goal is to get to that point. Um, but I think uh, right now, I, th- I think the age of, um, of movie stars are, are dead. I think there's just, there's such a, it's never been easier to be a working actor. Um, I, was, I was told that by, by someone I really respect like four years ago um, because there's, uh, there's, there's so many platforms now. You have all the streaming services. You still have all the network TV, which looks like it's, it's kind of dying out, but you have all like indie films and, and feature films. So it's there's, there's never been easier to be a working actor. But that being said, the, the, um, the, uh, there's so many more people auditioning and there's so much more talent brought to life now because of this information age. Um, and, uh, so like, so my next step would be, um, just figuring out, uh, like how I want to, uh, what, what I want my career to look like. So I've been sitting down with my manager a lot, and we're talking about, uh, what are the next steps? And we've, we've established that I think this year, um, we're just, we're going to make the decisions. We want, we want, we want to make, uh, we want to accept the products that are going to make me look better and to groom me into the actor I want to be. I want to be a, a respectable, respected actor. I don't want to sit on a, uh, a, a um, should I can't remember the name, but uh, like *Grey's Anatomy* for for 12 years. Like, I, I don't I don't want to do that. I I hate sitting still and I hate doing the same character for 12 years. So I think I, we want to groom me into um, one of those award-winning actors. I want to be groomed into um, a a an indie film actor that that acts in these really um, uh, high-budget or or medium-budget films that will go make the, the the rounds at at Sundance or or the Oscars, hopefully. Um, but that's what that's that's my that's my goal and that's my vision. And I think um, we have to accept the roles or audition for the roles that are going to push me to that goal. And so, I mean, going back, making the broader theme here is just it's establishing that goals and knowing who you want to be seen as and who you want to be known as. Um, and I think I think we established that. And and Sweet Magnolias has been an amazing blessing because it's pushing more pushing me towards that goal. And this this show has been amazing and the response from the show has been absolutely incredible and. Um, I think, yeah, this is, this is a huge, like this was a home run, but it's also a stepping stone to accomplishing um, more goals that I, that I want to do.
0: Do you think um, that the future of media in general is, is more focused on Netflix and streaming? Or do you think that like, what is that path for somebody who is enacting? Cause I completely agree. It's never been easier to at least have influence. I don't know much about the, the process, the intricacies, you mentioned some of them and in, in becoming like that, Movie star or that actor, so to speak, but to have influence, to have a digital platform, and then we start blurring the lines of like, what is a movie star? Is you know somebody who has twenty million subscribers on YouTube? When do they start crossing over into traditional? Because they're they're film, they're they're content creators, and they have a massive audience, but they're not traditional, the traditional way, right? But also, then you have actors that are focused on more Netflix now as opposed to other other production companies. So, where do you think? The future, or is the future uh, uh, just a mishmash of everything? And the person that can understand all of the channels, the mediums, is going to be the one who wins.
1: Yeah, I think I think that latter statement is, is probably the the most correct because um, gaining influences is, is a huge is, is it sells. So I know several people with with huge huge social media followings that that are it's it's easier for them to book because no matter where they go, they are they're seeing they, they bring a following with them, which is which is huge and. Um, I know for me, I don't wanna be seen as um, another social media personality. I wanna be seen as an actor um, and as a serious actor. So um, when it comes to pushing um, different socials or, or YouTube and stuff, I'm not, not highly invested in that because um, I, want to, I want my work to speak for itself, not my, not my Instagram profile. Um, but like you said, I think it's definitely a mix of, of, of it all because um, the person who understands how to, to correctly balance all of that will will definitely um be uber successful because um because viewers are everywhere. I mean they're on YouTube, they're on Instagram, they're on TV, they're on Netflix, they're on streaming. And whatever you do, whatever you can do to entertain or captivate those viewers are is you're you're gonna get paid for it and you're gonna grow an audience.
0: I no, I appreciate that. And I think that also um I think that also there's other ways that create that, you know, you mentioned about being an escape for people when they when they see your face i think that it's also important to create a like a very intimate connection which i find that social media is easier to do than than like a movie per se like when 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 you have a a netflix or a movie or even like a a tv series you don't feel a connection with like uh the person but you see the people like i'm just thinking of one one off top of my head like even like, like The Rock or something like that, like, you know, like, uh, like he's putting his stuff out. He's, he's on Snapchat, he's doing Instagram live streams, like he, he's doing all this stuff that's like social, but he's still known for yeah. the stuff that he's known for. But it's like, the, it's, so I think that the, different, the difference is where you create your main content, where your main platform is, and then you use everything else, like sort of augment, your personality and be more personable. I, that's my opinion. I don't know.
1: But. No, that's great. And I know for like, when we talked, I talked to my manager a lot of how to establish myself like as a brand on social media. And that's exactly what I said. I wanted to be, um, I wanted to be like, I want people to see who I am um, when they watch me on TV. Like I want them to come over here and get like social media and get to know me. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to post those extremely polished pictures, um, extremely Photoshop pictures, because I think that's, that's way that's so 2015, so 2014. Yeah. <laughs> right now um, the people who are growing a lot on social media are the ones that are just sharing what they're doing right now, or what if they're uh, taking a selfie at at dinner, yeah. something like that, and just um, making funny content and interesting content that I think fans really uh, resonate with because they're seeing who they are, who um, the celebrities are as an as an individual, and yeah, I, feel, I like that idea too because. Um, yeah, I, I want people to know me as a person, but also as like the entertainer.
0: Yeah, no, I, that's uh, I think that's important. Um, so the only thing I wanted to to ask, like, I guess, what are you what are you going to? Because I, after I ask this, I'm just gonna ask like some life lesson questions that I like to bring out from people. Yeah. Um, what would you like to focus on? Because obviously, uh, between them, like, is it gonna be the music? Is it going to be uh, more acting? Is it is it both? Um I don't think you're going to are, are you gonna go finish your master's phd whatever are you gonna go practice so what what is your game plan for the next five years say?
1: game plan for the next five years um, so in regards to music that music is is more like uh, something personal to me um, I'm not making it for any person um, um, I'm just making it because I love to make it and what I write about in my songs are um, are personal to me and it's not geared towards um becoming the next um you name it uh vocal artist it's just because i'm writing what what i want to write and i'm producing what i want to produce so um that's a lot different than need to acting acting um i definitely see that future in and like like i said my goal in the next five years is um probably to to be in those films and be recognized as as a professional in in that acting arena um but yeah so that's that's hopefully the goal the next in the next five years um book a couple more uh a couple more movies a couple more shows um yeah and just trying to trying to establish myself um a good reputation uh in hollywood
0: very good no that's uh, that's good um okay so i guess life life lesson questions uh first one i like to ask um if you could give over one life lesson that you've learned across your career that would help anybody uh, maybe uh, just accelerate their career a little bit quicker, maybe manage their life a little bit better, be happier, whatever it may be, just one really strong life lesson, what would it be?
1: Yeah, okay, so um, one of my, so Norman Buckley, the director of our show, uh, said this thing to me um, after I made a stupid mistake on set. Um, he said, um, humiliation is, the, is one of the greatest teachers. And I, I kind of edited that to say humiliation and failure are, are some of the greatest teachers. Um, Cause I know for me, I, um, I'm very, uh, let's see, uh, I, I'm out there. Like I can, um, I kind of put myself out there, like I said, and get, see the results. And I've been humiliated. I've humiliated myself several, several times, um, uh, and probably a better, a better term would be self-humiliation, um, because I've, I've done some stupid things and then I was extremely embarrassed by it. I'd, you know, you'd make apo- I make apologies for them and stuff like that, but that taught me some valuable, valuable lessons and same thing with failure. So I would say self-humiliation and failure are some of the greatest teachers.
0: But also, also you, the point you made is learn from that. Yeah, that's, that's the, that's the major, so don't just keep making the mistakes, exactly. but you're, but you're, but that's, that's a good one. That's a very good one. I've, I've, I've heard that said different ways, but I've never heard um, humiliation because humili- failure is a teacher. Humiliation is something is, it's is different. an enormous teacher. Yeah. It's a different yeah. feeling.
1: And I, I know when, um, when my, yeah, when our director Norman said that I was, I kind of, I went home and was just thinking about it all night because it sounds controversial, but when put it in, in a specific instance can be extremely, extremely helpful. Um, and it can groom you to uh, mature faster in aspects that you never thought
0: you could. And, and I think that it's fair to say that there's not a single person out there that hasn't screwed something up or been absolutely embarrassed about something they've done. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, leverage that. Leverage yeah. that feeling and, and take it with you and, and make yourself better because of it yeah definitely um and another thing that i would love to to pick your brain about and ask you about uh, a resource a book a podcast a person something that you enjoy to learn from it could be a movie it could be netflix i don't care just some context about uh how how you've sort of incorporated that or learned from it and obviously as a resource for other people too to learn from
1: yeah um so this is my favorite book. It's, uh, it's a lot of people have read it probably in high school. Um, it's called The Catcher in the Rye. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's my all-time favorite book. I've read it several times. Um, and there's, there, it's a brilliant book. I mean, there's so many themes hidden throughout that, that novel that are just mind-boggling. And that's why I find myself reading it over and over again, because every time I catch something in. But the, the overall premise and the overall theme of that is, is the, this aspect of innocence and how um, the the lead, Holden Caulfield, is is trying to hold on to this innocence. And he can't, he can't let it go. Um, and in the end, the last, this is probably spoiling it if you haven't read it, but um his 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 um younger sister, who uh is is kind of this the symbol for innocence throughout the whole show. Sorry, the whole um book, and yeah. she she steps on this carousel and reaches for the golden ring. And in, in the book, he says, um, he was going to go grab her and save her from, from falling, but she grabbed it. And then that's kind of how the, the book ends. And the, the idea being that if you if you try to coddle this innocence and try to hold on to it, you're not going to accomplish anything. Um, you have to reach for that golden ring in order to do something. And I, I love that theme. And I don't think people, um, people read the book and they're like, oh, wow, this is depressing. This is, um this is like seriously dark but if you understand the concept of the book it's it's brilliant it's brilliant um so give that a read and honestly look up on um you can just look up on a, on the internet the themes in it because you'll I look up your the themes beforehand and then read the book because understanding the way that um he uh, articulates these themes are just brilliant and i, I love that book
0: I like that example a lot. That's not a book that I normally hear. I know the book. Um I think I also read it in high school. It's been around for some time now. But but I like that you you pulled out those themes because I think we hear those themes like so often. Like you always hear like if you don't go for it, you'll never like if you don't again, if you don't if you know I just I was Saying if you don't take action, you know you're never gonna you're never gonna achieve. So it's been said like a million different ways. You remove innocence, but it's also like you remove you're moving ignorance, and and you're removing you're moving all the things that like stop you from moving moving forward. So and, I think and, that that's that's a really really good lesson. And I actually I forgot about that book completely. I, I <laughs> haven't even thought about that book for years. So that's I like I like that you brought that out. That's a, so like, that is like, a classical example.
1: Yeah, and in, in the whole book, I mean Holden is established as this depressed this um he thinks he's just better than everyone else because he's not um he just he feels trapped and the thing is he's because he's, he's trying to coddle his innocence and the the reason why that book is just is so um immense in, in the aspect of that simple um that simple theme that we hear so many uh, so many times is because it, it broadens this character in this narrative that this, this main character is depressed and he's not doing anything and he's not doing anything in his life, but he thinks he is, but he's not. And so he doesn't realize to the very end of the book that he actually needs to reach for that golden ring in order to do something. And that's why it's so powerful because if you just say, put yourself out there and good things will happen, it doesn't hit as much as when you hear, when you have this hundred and 200 page book that talks for 190 pages about the, the consequences of not reaching for it.
0: Yeah. Very good. Very good. I like that one a lot. Um, OK, that's all. That's all I got. If people want to learn more about what you're working on, uh, connect with you or, you know, uh, website, Instagram. Where, where do they go? YouTube?
1: Yeah, you can, I just at Carson Rowland on Instagram and Twitter.
0: That's all for today. Thanks again for joining me on another episode of the Success Story podcast. You can download or stream this podcast wherever podcasts are available, including iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio and many others.